Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm very proud to be joining such a big club the best stadium in the world and possibly the best training ground in the world from what I've seen. Whenever you start something new you want to start well, don't you? You want to get off to a fast start. I can't wait to get going. Obviously there was a friendly yesterday. I wanted to travel down yesterday and play in the game. So that's how excited I feel about coming here. So um, first game of the season is two weeks away now almost so uh, I absolutely can't wait to get going. I attack both posts, I'm able to get in the box. Um, score one end, I can defend the back post the other end. Um, I'm a combination type player where I like to play one-twos with people, link up with players. When I put the shirt on, when I get out there, it's, uh, it's all go for me. I'll get up and down and, and, and do as much as I can. I can play in the back three in terms of I'd be the, the, the wing back in, uh, in the midfield. I can play as a flat four at the back, so um, like there's many things that I can do, but I'll give absolutely everything I can for this club. I've had all my family um, asking about boxes and stuff like that when, when they're allowed back in, they want to go to the stadium. Five sisters, one brother, they're all like super excited. It was a sporty family and, uh, and yeah, and a competitive one. My brother's a couple of years younger and he plays, plays football. He was in America in college playing football there, he's back now. Um, and my sisters, they all play, they play Gaelic football. Most of them play, played Gaelic and, and still play a bit Gaelic now. I was able to mature. Um, working with my dad, realising what real work was. I've been in the van and we've had many chats about, about football and stuff like that, so he's probably my number one critic. absolutely love playing golf. played uh, the Grove here not, not too long ago, which isn't far away. I'm a massive uh, Tiger Woods fan, as people probably know. I like to watch a lot of cricket. Um, and obviously I've got two kids, uh, three and one at home, so that takes up the majority of my time. But um, yeah, look, I, I watch a lot of sport. Um, Obviously, I watch other games and stuff like that, so uh, whenever there's a bit of sport on, I'll probably be watching it. My time at Wolves has been fantastic. I, can't, I haven't got a bad word to say about the whole club at all. Um, but now, I like, just feel like coming here is going to take my game um, and my career to the next level. I really feel like with Tottenham now, I'm really taking a big step forward. I can tell by the social media if you go on, 
on, onto the messages and that. I'm getting a lot of, uh, lot of well wishing from Ireland. I actually saw Robbie Keane last week. I was back in Ireland about a week and a half ago. So I walked into a restaurant and he was at the table beside me. He messaged me on the, and said, like, congrats, all the best. Um, if you ever need any help around the area and stuff, sorting things out, he'll let, just to drop him a line. You can probably see it in my face. I'm just so excited to get going. One of the best days of my career so far. Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of The Last Word on Spurs. We are back. I think this is our fourth show in the space of literally four to five days. Been an incredible turnaround here from The Last Word on Spurs. We are discussing the signing of Matt Doherty from Wolves. I'm delighted to be joined by Lee McQueen, Chris Cowling and Dazzling Dave from the YouTube channel The Wolves View. We are discussing obviously that signing of Matt Doherty and Chris, I'm going to come round to you to start this very quick bonus show here because the fullback has signed a contract until 2024. He will wear the number two shirt. Doherty 28 initially moved to Wolves from League of Ireland side Bohemians in July 2010. He has been only second to Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold in the past two seasons when it comes to direct involvement in goals and at the other end of the pitch. Tell us your thoughts Chris and how excited are you of this signing for Tottenham? Our third one of this summer so far. A super signing yet again, you know, a third one of the the summer, Pierre-Emil Hoybier, Joe Hart and now Matt Doherty. Um, a superb signing that has got fantastic Premier League experience. Um, I'll be honest, Rick, I'm really surprised that Wolverhampton Wanderers have actually let him go, uh, particularly for the fee of just under £15 million. It is an absolute bargain. Um, he has said that he's coming uh, to Spurs and, and, you know, going to take his career at the next level, saying all of the right things. And, um, you know, I'm super excited by this signing. Um, in The Guardian, actually, in December 2019, they said that Doherty um, was Wolves' best player of the decade. So, you know, we have signed a, a great, great player here, you know, with some fantastic experience in the Premier League. He's played for Wolves in League One. He's played for them in the Championship. He's played for them in the Premier League. And, of course, last season he played for them in the Europa League as well. He's only missed seven league games in the last four seasons for Wolves, um, you know, ever present in the 18-19 season. And uh, as I say, he's got great Europa League experience as well, which, you know, we're going to need him for going ahead. Lee, coming round to you, as I said, this show really brought a bonus to the last one on Spurs audience here because we're recording literally hours after the signing of Matt Doherty to Spurs. Tell us what you make of it, Lee, because Jose Mourinho appears to be a big admirer. He's only just missed seven matches in the past four seasons for Wolves, so he ticks another big box for Tottenham and also ticks the Premier League proven box and the homegrown box as well. Excited, Lee, about this signing? Yeah, I have to say, uh, uh, hello, listeners, ever uh, ever present. I'm really excited, actually, um, and I didn't think so. I mean, I, I've been banging the jump for Ricardo Pereira. Uh, to come on as a right back, as you know, as you know, and the listeners will know, as um, I've been saying over the last couple of weeks or so. But uh, uh, Matt Doherty is, is obviously um, gone under my radar because, you know, from a stats perspective, um, I think that you were peddling this out on the last World on Spurs account that he was only second to Trent Alexander-Arnold in terms of chances created, which which is pretty impressive. I mean, I, what I would say, it ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, like you just said, homegrown. Uh, he's a powerful defender. Um, but he's also um, can get in the box and score. I think he said it himself in his in his in his uh, uh, his interview once he signed. He said he scores uh, at uh, both ends. He has scored a couple of own goals actually, but you no, know, he defends really well at one end and he scores in the other end. So you know, it, 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 um, his aerial presence, his power. Um, I think Jose would like that. He's he's own grown. He's Premier League proven. And and to be fair, you know, my dad's a Wolves fan as well. And I know we've got Daz and Dave on. We'll get the, the Wolves uh, side of things in a second. But um, you know, he's done a really really long stint with Wolves. I think it's over ten years. 
um, and probably for, for him time to move on. What I would say, um, and again, I don't want to like um, uh, you know put a damper on anything, but what I would say is that the amount of crosses that he puts into the box over a period of um, not just last season, but the season before is very, very slight compared to the likes of Andy Robertson at Liverpool on the left and uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold as well. I mean, I think that there, there's, there's something like 450 crosses put in the block, uh, box by Trent compared to um, 62 crosses put in the box by Matt Doherty last season. But he plays an awful lot of games, very, very rarely injured. I'm sure Dazzle and Dave will, will, will let us know on that as well. Got some really good assists and uh, I think he's a good addition. I think that without being, without being disrespectful, I think he'll probably end up getting better at Tottenham as well. Um, so, yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm really pleased and it's a fantastic signing for us. And, and and I have to say, just quickly, because the board and Daniel Levy and everyone gets a lot of grief, you know, we're doing our business early. We're doing the business in the places and the positions that we need to strengthen, um, which is another tick box. Um, we're doing it with proven Premier League players, which is another tick box. Um, and I, I can't believe that we've, we've signed you know, three players, uh, you know, and there's still about 4,880 days left of the transfer window. It's actually mind-blowing, isn't it? <laughs> I totally agree. Dave, let's come round to you because Spurs chairman Daniel Levy was actually able to eventually negotiate a fee with Wolves for Doherty of just £13.4 with no add-ons. Now, some Wolves fans were left blindsided really by the initial interest in the defender who made 50 appearances for them last season and 45 the one before that. And I'll be even more shocked, Dave, by the fact that, you know, that bargain price Spurs have signed him for... Just how are you feeling as a Wolves fan to lose Matt Doherty? Well, from our point of view, it, we've had a lot of speculation, haven't we, with Jimenez and Traore and all that. And Matt Doherty, Wolves obviously um, quite out on the socials last year, last week, and we were all celebrating 300, year, uh, 300 uh, appearances and looking forward to next uh, next season. So it's come completely left field. When it first arisen, I just thought it was paper talk, but it, obviously it's it's gathered a lot more and more momentum and it's uh, it's gone through. So that was a big shock. The, the other big shock is that our other-sided wing-back, Johnny Otto, uh, has got ligament uh, damage and he's out until the new year. So our two main starters, wing-back positions, are both now gone from the team. Um, in terms of the uh, the price, um, again, that's we're a bit disappointed. I say we're a bit disappointed. Most Wolves fans on socials are thinking it should have been more like twenty to twenty-five million pounds for the experience that he's got. He's at a good age. He's twenty-eight. He's been with Wolves for, as you say, uh, ten years. We bought him originally from Bohemians as an unknown eighteen-year-old for seventy-five thousand. So you can say, yeah, we've got a massive profit on him. But even so, with the experiences he's got. We're a bit surprised uh, that the fee's not higher. And we're also a little bit concerned at the moment. Wolves are only one of two clubs, I think Leicester being the other, that haven't brought anyone in. And we've got, as you probably will be aware and probably saw with our European uh, trials and how long our season was, we've got a very small squad as it is. So we, we're on the view that we want to strengthen and increase the squad and we're just getting smaller and weaker at the moment. But... Is it, what I can say about Matt Doherty, uh, he's got he's fairly got fairly languid, relaxed style about him, but he's got a fantastic engine on him. Uh, he's super fit. The fact that he stayed at Wolves for 10 years through ownership changes, double-dip relegations, promotions, change of managers, says a lot about his work ethic and his attitude. Um, and I think that's what it'll bring to Tottenham. I think, as it was touched on previously, um, Although it's a bit of a surprise that we've let him go, um, Wolves uh, chairman Jeff Shee and Nuno told him about the uh, the offer from Spurs. They've talked about it. Matt, I think, 
because he's been at Wolves for, for 10 years, probably thinks, you know, 28, it's an opportunity for him to uh, to have another experience and play for what is a, a you know, a well-established uh, Premier League uh, side in Tottenham with a fantastic stadium. And obviously, Mourinho, uh, I know his stars dipped a little bit in the last two or three years, but he's still obviously regarded as one of the best managers in the world. And, uh, you know, we wish him well. It's just that from our point of view, we now are a little bit concerned two weeks to the start of the season and we've, we need players. <laughs> but Matt Doherty, we do wish him well, but we're a bit disappointed that he's gone and obviously for the price that we sold him at. So Levy's done another one. Yeah. Dave, thank you ever so much for such an honest opinion there from a Wolves fan. I mean, as you know, with social media, um, you don't always get a true reflection of how fans generally feel about a player. So I, I can't thank you enough for giving us there your honest opinion on Matt Doherty. We're obviously going to bring it back round to you in a second. But just coming round to you, Chris, as we've already mentioned, he's gone on to make over 300 appearances for the Molyneux side in all competitions and was part of two promotions as the team climbed from League One to the Premier League, as well as qualifying for the Europa League in their first season back in the top flight. And, you know, we have to make the point here, Chris, you know, a Premier League proven player, just how important is that for you that Spurs are actually now identifying players that have been in this league, hit the ground running in what you do feel is a pivotal season coming up for Jose Munio, his first full season in charge at the club. Absolutely, Rick. Uh, like we've said on many shows before and we've said, you know, on our WhatsApp group as well, you know, Pierre-Emi Hoybier, Joe Hart and now Matt Doherty, you know, three players that Jose Mourinho has brought in, you know, we're two weeks away until the Premier League starts. It is so important to bring players in, uh, you know, with this vast experience of the Premier League and, you know, you're bringing in leaders and winners as well and, and players with great experience that we do actually need. But, um, you know, like Lee touched on earlier, you know, Jose Mourinho and Daniel Levy must be given credit. You know, I've said many times that Daniel Levy needs to open his wallet a lot more and we need to go out and spend. You know, this time we haven't spent a great deal of money. You know, Hoybier, Hart and, and Doherty, you're talking just under £30 million for those three players to come in. We've got £12 million back from Carl Walker-Peters that only played 12 Premier League games for us anyway. And if Serge Aurier does go out the door for even £20 million, it means that we've got rid of those two players and we've brought in three great players you know, three better players than those two. And we've actually made a profit as well. It's unbelievable. Um, so if you think that Jose Mourinho could actually sell someone like Tongyon Dumbele for, you know, 50, 60 million pounds, what on earth could he bring in? You know, because we do need other players to come in. You know, this is a very exciting time for Tottenham. You know, when, when, when we've all spoken about it many, many times, we went... Uh, through a spell of 518 days of not spending a penny. You know, so when we're getting three transfers in a matter of three weeks, you know, it's super exciting for us fans. And especially when, you you know, you're talking about the Premier League experience that they've got. But at the end of the day, the board and jo and, and Daniel Levy, they brought Jose Mourinho in to do a job. Um, they've got to back the manager. They've got to spend money. And at the end of the day, we are the eighth richest club in the world. So we do need to open our wallet a little bit more and actually go out and spend um, you know, and, and, you know, why is Jose Mourinho come in? Surely it is to bring us trophies. Surely it is to, you know, challenge for the Premier League or, or the top four. You know, so he must be backed. Um, but the business that Tottenham have done so far is very impressive. Yep. Lee, coming around to you, I mean, as we've already kind of referenced, just missed seven league matches in the last four seasons, featuring mm. 95 games in all competitions since Wolves have returned to the Premier League in 2018, contributing 15 goals and 15 assists in that time. I mean, I know you were screaming out saying Ricardo Pereira is the man you want. For you, 
Is he the next best possible player you could ask for when he does tick so many boxes that you've been crying out for on this show? Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, I think it's not necessarily the next best thing. I think I said, yeah, I think he slipped a net with, with my, you know, my little blue book and my research that I do, Rick, as, as you know. And I think, I think, uh, Matt Dotty, to be honest, I just, a little bit like what Daz and Dave said, I just saw this, it is left field for us. I didn't, I didn't even see him on our radar at all. And then a good friend of the show, Alison Gold, put it on the radar on, on social media and said, hang on, I think Spurs might be interested in, in Matt here. And, and all of a sudden he's, you know, and that's a little, little bit protracted, but now he's signed. So, you know, when you look at their stats, uh, you know, against each other, attacking wise, he's, he's actually better last season than he is, um, than Ricardo Pereira was, um, for example. I mean, he has a hell of a lot of shots. 18 shots from Pereira, 35 shots um, at goal from uh, from Matt Doherty. So, you know, you've got to look at that and think that's fantastic. But it's the defensive side of the play, um, which is a little bit lacking compared to the likes of a Pereira, you know. So, you know, he's, he's, he's conceded more goals, uh, had interceptions and tackles and tackles won, get, getting beaten quite heavily by a Pereira in that department. So, you know, and that's probably indicative of the of the role that he plays as a right wing back rather than as a as a as a, as a right back, if if that makes sense. So, um, you know, we we saw yesterday just in that in that training session friendly um, uh, yesterday against Birmingham, we saw how far up the pitch Serge Aurier was in that you know t- hugging the touchline far far up the pitch, um, you know, rather than defending. So Jose is going to play. I think that's going to suit uh, Doherty down to the ground. So um, that, that's going to be fantastic. Um, and again, that attacking play for me is about getting crosses into the box as well. We've never, re- I think Chris uh, touched upon this yesterday in the pod. We've never really replaced Kieran Trippier in terms of the crosses. Sergio has put in a lot of crosses this year, um, and he done it again yesterday, even in the training session. Um, and he's got some assists to show for it, but the quality hasn't been good enough. Hopefully, uh, uh, in fact, I saw Dave is is the quality of crosses coming in from Matt, for example, are, are they good? Does he cross the ball well? Well, just the, as I said, the fact that in um... The last two seasons, he's been involved in 30 of Wolves' goals um, in all competitions. That sort of tells wow. you yes. um, the contribution that he that he makes from attacking uh, formation. As I say, he's he's good. Remember the uh, the Newcastle away game? I think it was last season, um, and it was a last minute, and he was getting or came out of nowhere to head the goal in the back of the net in the last minute. Something like the ninety-fourth minute. So yeah, he scored against us as well, didn't he last season? He did. Um, he, he has his habit of popping up in the box. Obviously, we play the um, generally play the the three-five-two or the the three-four-three uh, system. Um, but he has got this engine. He, he gets up and he's 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 his he's positional play is pretty good. He knows when to get up the field and he knows when to get back. Um, so yeah, in in terms of assists, yeah, he's definitely going to be there for you. Yeah, no, he sounds good to me, Rick. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing, mate. I've got to say, I'm, I'm really pleased. Yeah. Um, it's, it's onwards and upwards now. We've got to go and get striker. Top man, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. We're going to go for a very quick break. When we return, we'll be discussing what the rest of the window looks like for Tottenham. Also, getting Dave's thoughts on Wolves in general. Will they keep hold of Jimenez? Will they keep hold of some of their star players in terms of looking ahead to next season? Don't go anywhere. We are back after this very, very short. Break. Okay, Jose. Good news. Uh, we've managed to sign Matt Doherty from from Wolves. I mean, he's been such an important part of Wolves' his, his rise over the last couple of years. Plays a lot of games. What, what, what are we getting there? No, first of all, uh, I have to thank Mr. Levy and uh, and Steve, also the player and the agent, to to trust us and and to make it happen. I hate to play against him. 
so I'm so so happy that I don't play against him again. I'm so happy that we that we have him. Incredible career for Wolves, uh, League One Championship, Premier League, Europa League. He did everything uh, for them. So job done there. I I know that he's living with with a lot of of pride, but this is one one new step for him, and he's full of of motivation and I am so so happy. Of course we always want to have the best players, the best possible squad. We are going to have months of competition non-stop. We need a better squad than we had in the in the last season. And um, these three players, Joe, Matt and uh, and Pierre, that the club uh, did amazing to to give that to the squad is really, really important for, uh, for us. We are going to be stronger. Hello and welcome back to the second half here of The Last Word on Spurs. Bringing you a bonus podcast. Wasn't in the script, wasn't in the plan, but there we go. Tottenham announcing the signing of Matt Doherty made us, obviously, come back and give you a bonus podcast to discuss the signing of him. Delighted to be joined by Lee McQueen, Chris Cowling, and also Dazzling Dave, who runs a Wolves YouTube channel. So delighted to have a bit of an opposition view joining us for this show. Chris, just to come back round to you, we've already kind of made the point that Spurs were moving fast during this transfer window. Three signings through the door. How many more, Chris, are you expecting come the close of the transfer window? We definitely need a striker, Rick. We've said this many, many times. You know, we've said this in the last couple of years. Even a player like Fernando Llorente going out the door, um, you know, a player must be replaced. Kieran Trippier going out the door. He hasn't been replaced. You know, Danny Rose went off on loan to Newcastle. Hasn't been replaced, especially when Tottenham want to be in all the competitions, go for um, the FA Cup, the League Cup, and go far in, um, you know, now the Europa League. But, um, you know, was Champions League last season. You know, players do need to be replaced and I'm expecting um, a striker to come in. It has just been so long and it always feels like we need, um, you know, even if we use that term, backup striker to Harry Kane or, you know, another striker to to really challenge Harry Kane. Um, you know, even when we had Lorente, we still needed another striker. Um, you know, it's, it's a position that you always need to have, you know, plenty of, you know, plenty of firepower to come off the bench and, and feel confident as a fan or as a manager, um, you know, in Mourinho, um, you know, knowing that a player is going to come off the bench and help you out and, and nick a goal in the last 10, 20 minutes of a game. Um, a striker is an absolute must. And I'm hoping, hoping that that is the next uh, announcement that Jose Mourinho has done the business again. But Jose Mourinho has been in the game a very long time. You know, we've, we've said it time and time again. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's, he's you know, won every trophy in the end. Um, he will have a short list. He will know exactly what he's doing. And I'm sure that we will have a, a few more signings very, very soon. You know, we touched on it yesterday, a replacement for Christian Eriksen. That would be nice. You know, we do need uh, reinforcements at the back as well. Um, you know, how greedy can we be? You know, perhaps another three or four <laughs> signings would be would be absolutely ideal. But as I said and touched on earlier, mm. you know, Daniel Levy does need to back Mourinho. And I'm just hoping that if players don't go out the door, you know, because at the moment we are we seem to be relying on players going out the door before we can actually spend that money. You know, in this time, we've actually bought Doherty in without selling Aurier first. You know, so it would be an interesting yeah, situation there. Yeah. But if if Ndombele doesn't get sold, you know, in this summer, you know, will we be spending big to bring in a striker, a creative midfielder and other reinforcements at the back? It would be an interesting few weeks. Yeah. I mean, 
Lee, come around to you. Chris has kind of made the point that Jose is about all the here and now, which means he wants results now, which means he needs those kind of solid, proven Premier League players or experienced pros. He's not got the time for the five-year projects. You see who he signed already. The likes of Hoybier, the likes of Hart, and now the signing of Doherty. These are all very established guys, know their roles, know their positions. Who do you want to see, Lee, coming in next? Because it does feel like at the moment, I know it's very, very early days, that you know Mourinho and Levy... Things are working. Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, let's touch wood. It stays like that. But guaranteed fact, in two years' time, it won't be like that. So uh, let's enjoy it while it lasts. That's true. Uh, I've yeah. always said this is a crazy train <laughs> and we're all riding it. And, you know, until Jose gets his toys out of the pram in two two seasons, two and a half seasons' time, mm. uh, let's, let's enjoy where we are. I mean, I think in terms of the actual people coming in, I've banged the drum so much uh, for Danny Ings. Um, and for Raul Jimenez as well, which won't uh, please doesn't Dave at all. But it would be quite interesting to get your take on it, Dave, to be fair, while we've got you. Because, you know, I'm looking at um, uh, Nuno's contract situation. And yes, he's been set to be, be offered another contract. I don't know if he has been uh, offered it yet, but he's he's definitely due to expire in 2021. He's got a year left on his contract. And actually, if he doesn't sign, does that start to think that you know, uh, players um, that are playing for him, because he's a brilliant manager, in my opinion maybe they want to start having a look at a different challenge. And when you look at Jimenez, he's, he looks like the, you know, a, a perfect number nine and, and he would fit in brilliantly at Tottenham. So, you know, I, I'd be worried if I was a Wolves fan that Tottenham don't come back again and start knocking on the door for Jimenez. When Foson came in and bought Wolves um, sort of three or four years, they had a 10-year plan. The 10-year plan was to, uh, you know, be top four and within that 10 years to win uh, the Premier League. So... Every season since they've taken over, we've got stronger, we've gone forward. Um, you know, mistakes are made with transfers. But generally, you know, we've made the right decisions. We sold, um, uh, as we came at the Championship a couple of years ago, Barry Douglas, who we all loved, which was a wing-back. He sold him and then we've got Johnny Otto. And in hindsight, it was the right thing. The only thing that um, is a little bit concerning at the moment, like you touched on, is that Nuno hasn't signed that new contract yet. Um we're not particularly worrying because he's, he's really invested in the project and he has got a really fantastic tight squad and a great atmosphere in the dressing room. But were we to lose Nuno or they weren't to back him um, for whatever reason, I don't know whether, I mean, there's been reports in the paper today that that's one of the reasons why he's holding off signing the new contract, whether that's just paper talk or don't, or don't know. I expect he will sign a, a new contract. In terms of um, Jimenez, there's always going to be a, a massive amount of speculation around someone that can do pretty much everything, really. He holds the ball up. He's great in the air. He's got the little tricks. He knows how to finish. I mean, if you remember the away Wolves-Tottenham uh, game at the uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last season, just before the, uh, the break, uh, fantastic game. Jimenez didn't do a lot in that particular game but he just popped up to finish what he needed to do and he can he, he, that's yeah, what he can do he's he, quality. he is a top class striker he is a top class striker there's no doubt about that when you when you you know I think Harry Kane obviously I'm biased but I think Harry Kane's the best number nine in the world um, but when you look at Jimenez and what he's done in the in the best in the toughest league in, in the land as well in, in the world as you know in terms of Premier League over the last couple of seasons he has got it all. I mean, I don't watch Wolves as much as you do, obviously, but, you know, he's very, very impressive. And, you know, and, and that's what I was saying yesterday on the pod, and that's what I'm saying again today, you know, if Daniel's really going to back 
Jose and Jose fancies um, Jimenez, then you know I expect the door to be knocking again at, um, uh, on the Wolves chairman door to be being getting a um, you know a, a, another knocking from from Daniel Levy because I think that he'd be perfect in in a Tottenham shirt. But, but I see what you're saying. If they if they've got if Wolves have got um, ambitions to win the Champions League, uh, sorry to win the to win the league and get into the top four, then they, they can't be letting Jimenez go. We can't you know, really he, yeah, you can't. Because um, the way he, he, I mean, we can replace Doherty. Hopefully, we will do. But Jimenez, as Wolves fans, we need a backup to Jimenez not losing. He's first on the uh, the sheet. The way we play, it's hard to find a striker that can fulfil that role. And to sell him, you're going to be in his prime now. You're going to be looking, I would think, at 70, 80 million pounds. I mean, I know he's been linked with Man United. He's been linked with Juventus. I'd be amazed if we sold him to uh, a Premier League rival as well, because with him comes got more social media followers than than Wolves just on his own, and, he, and he's got a massive fan base back in Mexico. So selling shirts and all of that side comes into it as well, and that reach into South America. I mean, Mexico pretty much all support Wolves because Jimenez, and they've taken to him. And obviously, it's a little bit similar with the Portuguese contingent that we've got with Portugal as well, isn't it? So that's very interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that we've kind of got the same, you'd say, in terms of Son at the moment where, you know, you think to yourself, Son is so big for Tottenham in terms of a global sense and obviously from South Korea as well, that it's so important to try and keep hold of those players that do allow the marketing of the club to really go out in those respective countries that they play for. I mean, Chris, just to finish up with you then in terms of Doherty and in terms of Mourinho at the moment. You know, Mourinho, to be fair to him, he's always said that the players he would give Daniel Levy as targets would be within Tottenham's budget. And they would be achievable. So you mentioned, Chris, striker is your next, obviously, destination in terms of what you'd like Tottenham to do. But to finish up on Doherty, what do you think we're going to expect from him, Chris? Because he's not a young guy. Is he going to come in and make the immediate difference to this defence that we all hope he's going to? Yes, uh, I do. I do actually believe that. I think Jose Mourinho is really focusing on making Tottenham Hotspur a very hard team to break down and to beat. And, uh, you know, we really struggled in the defensive areas last season. We leaked lots of um, silly goals, lots of mistakes. By bringing um, Doherty in right back, you know, it's a it's a huge, uh, you know, it's a huge plus for us. Because when you think that Serge Aurier, um, you know, the amount of mistakes and the amount of uh, clumsiness um, in him, um, it's ridiculous. So, you know, it's a huge improvement already. And then to uh, get Hoy Bier in as well, the, the CDM that we have been, um, you know, missing all season, you know, on Don Belay hasn't quite worked out last season and the, his future is unknown. So, um, you know, to bring these players in who are, who are going to fit in very, very nicely at Tottenham, you know, it's all about making the team very, very hard to beat. And I think that Jose Mourinho is, in, is doing it all in the right order. Uh, and as I said earlier, I just hope that the, the striker, um, you know, will come very soon. Um, I would absolutely love Jimenez um, at Tottenham. Um, I think he's a, a terrific striker, as, you know, both Dave and, and Lee have said. Um, I'm just wondering whether they'll take on Don Belay, Juan Foyth and Serge Aurier as a straight swap. <laughs> We'll have to wait and see. I know Milan Skriniar has also been linked to Tottenham, centre-back there. Chris, final point I just want to make. There's been obviously links to Tottenham today with regards to Van der Beek. Is that a player you'd like to see at Tottenham? Definitely, yeah. He's only 23 years old, midfielder. Um, as you say, um, shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or, the, the final 30 of the 18-19 season when we beat them in the semi-final. He's a goal scorer. He scored 28 league goals in the past three seasons for, for Ajax. Um, good European experience. You know, won the league and the cup in in that same season. 
Um, but it is about will Tottenham break the bank? Because when you're signing players like this, of this calibre, you talk 50, 60 million pounds. You know, it could be doable if you sold on Dombele. Um, you know, this could be possible that Van der Beek then does come in. But then, you know, what are you going to do with the striker? So it depends on how much money Tottenham are going to invest. And do we need to just keep selling these players and then, um, you know, just raising that that funds to to then spend. But I'm just hoping that Daniel Levy just backs Jose, Jose Mourinho a little bit more and just gives him whatever he needs. Yeah, totally agree with that. Absolutely spot on. It's really, really important that Jose Mourinho is happy and that he does feel that he's getting the players that he wants to work with. Lee, coming around to you, just final question. This is from Aditya Kanugo. says, can you discuss Chris Woods? I know we've got a fast stop here, Lee, because there's three marriages yeah. hanging on this show, finishing at 5.30 our time. Lee. Well, Thoughts on Chris Woods? Would you like yeah, him at Tottenham? Chris Woods, Adisha. It's a, it's, a, it's a great question, Adisha. Um, look, Chris Woods is not a sexy signing, okay? Uh, I don't mean any disrespect for Chris Woods, but, you know, what he's done uh, since he was signed from Leeds, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, signed at Burnley, he's been fantastic. He's actually, he has been very, very good. Uh, I think he, he got an England call-up or um, uh, last season or season before, and he should have should have been in that call up. I think he's made a very good partnership up top there. Uh, Burnley player, you know, a, a, a four four two. Um, again, good in both boxes as well. Um, you know, like Harry Kane heading out corners against us. You know, he'd be doing the same things. Um, and he's he is again not being funny, but he, he seems like like a bloody perfect Jose Mourinho type player, doesn't he? Mm. Like strong and bustling and. You know, all that sort of stuff. But look, you know, my my, my strikers, look, good player, um, fair player. If Jose wants him, fair, fair enough. Uh, but for me, go and get Danny Ings, go and put a cheeky bid in for Jimenez or go and sign Callum Wilson and they're, they're my three and go, and go and get them in. And I think that on the um, uh, Van der Beek side of things, great, great little player. But I think that it's him versus Ndombele. I think we've got that creative midfielder in Ndombele already on the books. And actually, you need to sell him to get Van, um, Van der Beek in. Mm. I don't think that's the case with a striker. I think that's where the wallet's going to come out. Um, and that, that's where they're going to, instead of trying to balance the books with a net spend BS or whatever, Daniel Levy just needs to go and buy a striker, like 100%, just go and get one. Um, I think the, the uh, you know, the attack midfielder is creative like midfielder. Well, I agree, we need one. We do need one. We, we need go. one. Go and get it done, mate, because we've yeah. been sitting on that for three seasons. So go and get it done. I totally agree. Just to close the show with you, Dave, we have to ask you, what do you think the, the signings are going to be for, for Wolves? And just finally, Matt Doherty, give him a grading ahead of the new season. What do you think Spurs fans are going to think of him come the end of next season? OK. Well, for Wolves, we need to obviously replace the wing-back positions. We probably need uh, two. We've got uh, some young, talented wing-backs but we need uh, to improve the depth of quality. I think we need an attacking midfielder, um, a backup to Jimenez and um, a left-sided central defender. That would be the ideal what we need at the moment. As I say, we're one of only two Premier League clubs not to uh, have made any signings. But I think the next two weeks are going to be a really pivotal to Wolves' season. If you stand still in this division, you go backwards, don't you? So you've just got to continue to improve. And in terms of uh, Matt Doherty, he's... Um, He's a solid 7 out of 10 every game, um, pretty much for you. Very consistent. Uh, he will, you know, as I say, he's got a great engine. He's got a really good attitude. He does have a, a quite laid-back style about him, but don't let, let that mislead you. And he's got that knack of being able to get in the box, provide an assist, and also score the odd goal or two. And, um, you know, if he gets into the side and uh, Mourinho gets him playing, he's going to be um, a really good signing for you, as I say. 
for the for the money that you paid, I think it's a bit of a steal, really. But you know, it's done now. And uh, as Wolves fans, we're you know ten years you know out of him, and we do wish him well on the next part of his career with Tottenham. Dave, thank you ever so much. It's an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Listen, we are back very Thanks, very Dave. soon. Lee McQueen, Chris Cowling, and Dazzling Dave. As always, thank you so much for all your support. Keep safe, and as always, come on, you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.